What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Marketing Show. I'm your host, Matt Tebow, and today we're back in the studio with Matt Favreau. Matt, thanks for having me back in the studio. Very glad to be back. It's been a while. I know. It has been a while. I've uh, been doing uh, some virtual interviews, and we're back in the studio today for a very special episode. And we're going to be talking all about how you can prepare for your 2024 marketing plan right now. Yeah, the year is coming to an end slowly. It's mid-November now. Kind of flew by 2023. I don't know. 2024 is right around the corner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. It, it's the year has flown by. And for a lot of contractors right now, it's hustle season, right? Like, let's get all these projects done. Let's get everything underway until the uh, year ends. And so the timing right now is great to talk all about your next year marketing plan. Because here's the deal. If you don't have a plan, then you're planning to fail. And from my experience, most contractors go into the new year without a plan, right? By the time that February, March um, rolls around, then it's already too late because you're already starting queuing up jobs. You're already in the process of like, all right, we're starting our season again, especially for like a lot of exterior guys, maybe interior, it's a little bit more um, uniform. But we all know that like January is definitely a dead month. And so it's really important right now to be able to prepare because we're going into holidays, um, you're going to be busy with your family, it's a good idea to start setting aside uh, some time so that you can actually dial in your marketing. And so from my experience, what happens is a lot of contractors will hit us up around February, March, and they'll be like, hey, can we do some marketing this year? And we want to help you. But it's like, that is when the rush is of when all of the contractors come to us of when all the homeowners start thinking about doing some marketing, uh, um, doing some renovations to their home. So we want to prepare now. So with all that being said, um, and that context, let's jump into how do you actually start to prepare your marketing plan right now? The first thing that you have to do is you have to review your year, right? Because if you don't know what your year looked like, if you don't know what you're dealing with in terms of metrics or like how you performed, then you can't improve that and you can't set goals. And we're going to talk about that in a sec. But, you know, the easiest way to be able to improve something is to measure it. So first things first is do a review of your last year. What did our marketing look like? Um, what was like our profit like? How much did we do in revenue? What went really well and what went not so well? Right. Yeah. The clearer you can have a picture of all those factors, the clearer you can make better decisions for the next year ahead. Exactly. So first things first, if you did some marketing, what I would do is sit down and be like, cool, what did we spend on marketing? What did we make from marketing? How much is our cost per lead? And look at all of the metrics for that, because this is going to give you a lot of insight on how can we improve it and take it to the next level. Or, okay, maybe this is going really well. We just need to add some different media sources and improve on that from there. You know, maybe it's not working well. Maybe you have to look elsewhere um, for another vendor, or maybe you have to look at another provider, right? So, number one, really important is to review. Okay, so num number two, how to prepare for 2024 is setting goals, right? We actually talked about this on a previous podcast about how to set goals. Um, I can't tell you guys how often that I'll talk to a contractor and I'll ask them, hey, what are your goals this year? And they'll be like, um, just to keep growing. 
Like my goal is just to keep growing, man. I'm yeah. like, okay, so if you make one dollar more the success. next success, great success. <laughs> Are you gonna be popping the champagne bottles? Um, it's you know, uh, it's really important, guys, to be able to set goals. And if you want to listen to us talk a little bit more about goals, there's another podcast that we record talking about million dollar mindset principles, and we talk about goal setting. But you know, the gist of it is really like having clarity on the goals that you have, right? Especially when it comes to marketing, like what are your expectations and goals? Because if you don't have any kind of expectation, if you don't have any goals, then how are you supposed to create something that's actually going to be successful, right? Yeah, and this kind of ties in back to the first point with like goal setting and knowing your numbers. If you know how much you put into ads and how much you can expect back, you can kind of forecast forecast how much you can grow based on how much you want to put into marketing. Like if you want to double your business and mm-hmm. the ads you ran last year was responsible for half your business at a 50% profit margin, you could just say, okay, if I dump in X amount of dollars back into it next year with the same assets and, and testing more and stuff, like for the most part, you're going to continue growing at that rate. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So that's a really good way to be able to set yourself up for success in 2024. So let's talk about number three that we have on our list here. And we're going to spend a decent amount of time here because this is where I see most contractors struggle, which is having a solid set of marketing assets, collecting your marketing assets in advance, so that when you do drop your marketing campaign, you're ready to go. Guys, I can't tell you how many contractors come to us wanting to do some marketing, and it takes us months to be able to um, collect all of the things that we need to be able to do an effective campaign. Like, Matt, you know all about this. Yeah, like certain things like pictures, for example, where there's guys that have had a business for five, 10 years, and they have very limited picture assets, or the assets they have to work with aren't necessarily the best in terms of lighting, clarity for uh, like showcasing the work. It's tough. And, and, And as soon as we start working with somebody, we're like, all right. Every job you do now, you're taking pictures. Take clear pictures because those are going to be really, really important for getting leads from your ads. Um, and other things too, like reviews, your online presence on like Google My Business or even on Facebook. You want people, your previous customers, to talk about the work and how happy they were with the experience. So other people that see your business want to work with you. And a lot of the time, people have limited reviews and they don't have like the review outreach mm-hmm. that they should be having with their past customers to get those reviews. Mm-hmm. And then otherwise, like let's say that you don't get that then um, organized, right? Then what happens is that that forces us to use stuff like stock images and just reviews that aren't completely relevant maybe to the service or they just aren't like very compelling reviews. Yeah. And then... Well, yeah, sorry. We never use fake reviews. That's one thing I would not, not recommend yeah. doing. But like great work would recommend isn't a good review. Like it's a good review in terms of like, oh, it's five star and it boosted your rating. But if someone's reading that, it almost sounds like a fake review. Not it, on a landing page, though. Yeah, like it wouldn't be good on a landing page. Too, exactly. So, yeah, it yeah. wouldn't be good on a landing page. Like Landing page reviews or even like reviews you're posting on your Facebook page wants to be like descriptive maybe talk about a specific service or something that you guys offer that is unique to you and and highlights what you do. So maybe like an extended warranty offer, like, oh, they, they came back a year later and fixed this minor thing, they're great. Or, hey, they did a free color consultation and my, my kitchen turned out amazing, I love the color. Something like that where it's, it's descriptive and, and somebody reading that review is like, oh, maybe I need that too, I'll work with these guys. Yeah, and the more content that we have to work with, right? Let's say that you record a bunch of videos and you have like a folder of a hundred different pictures. 
then when you come to us and you're like, hey, do some marketing, it's like, cool, like free reign to test all of this stuff. It's going to make the whole process so much easier, right? Yeah, the more you test, the better the results in the end, because each niche and each service area is going to have little differences among the people looking for the service. So some people are going to want the extended warranty. Some people are going to want, you know, a, a free color consultation, like I was mentioning. Whatever it is, there's going to be certain areas that have underutilized or underserviced needs. And if you can come in and test those needs or showcase that you can service those needs better than other people, you'll get more work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the more organized that you are in terms of your marketing assets, then the better results that you're going to have from a marketing campaign, because you're not scrambling to go back and forth and like figure this stuff out, right? It's all just there. Boom. Um, something else to get in place, probably your most important marketing asset is an email list of your past clients or current clients. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So even if you've worked with somebody, you want to keep them in a list. And if you haven't worked with somebody, same thing. And the reason is, is, is you can reach out to this email list, uh, you know, once, twice a year, whatever, it, it depends on your service. But you could blast this email list with, you know, offers, new services, um, even just like general helpful information to keep the your brand in the, in their mind. And then, you know, people might work with you, whether they worked with you in the past or they didn't work with you. Maybe it's the time again and they'll want to work with you. And if you don't have that email list and you're not messaging these people, there's no way to contact them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just a quick story for you guys. We had a client who um, he does tree removal and he had a fairly large list of past clients and estimates. I, and so it was about 12,000 people in this list. And uh, his season is slowing down naturally. And so he's like, hey, like, what could we do right now to bump things up? And so I asked him, I said, oh, do you have that email list? And he said, yeah. And then he sent it over 12,000 people pop it into an email marketing software. And all we do is just hit them with a follow up campaign like what Matt was talking about. And guess what? Email gets flooded with 200 plus responses. So like that is the most um, valuable asset a company can have is like, hey, things are slowing down right now or hey, we need a little bump right now. Let's tap into our existing client base or like our past clients, right? Like the easiest way to get additional sales is with people who have already done business with you or you've met or you've put in that additional work right it's going to be the easiest way to get a goal so to speak yeah they're just a little warmer that gets not cold traffic they, they know who you are and like oh if they need the service now maybe you're the right fit exactly and so my point of saying this is that they were organized like they had that set up and so if you do the work right now to get okay i got my email list set up like a lot of contractors all of this is just like in your email inbox of just like people you've worked with or in jobber or like whatever so if you just sit down maybe you hire an assistant or something just spending a day and just plopping their email their list uh their their address their phone number all of these details into an email list now you have that as an asset like it's truly an asset in your company worth like people when they buy a business they're usually going to be buying the customer base right and so it's like if you have all of that organized not only is it helping your marketing but it's actually making your company more valuable to have that asset right fyi um, and so highly recommend having an email list together. Um, also, just getting overall your media together, like we were talking about pictures, but just media in general, like, let's say that you are really wanting to run ads that have like nice video work, like testimonial videos, or like videos of you and your crew, like doing some work, like 
during the downtime is a good time to do that kind of content, right? Rent out a studio, you get a filmer to film you and your team talking about your company values, like all this kind of stuff. You can get all of that content together over the downtime of like the holidays. Yeah, it's great for marketing assets too. Because again, going back to testing and stuff, pictures are great, but the more we have to test. So if you can test videos, showing testimonials, showing the job sites, even like you said, talking to your employees and, and talking about company values, people like it. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing that I have here is just like um, credentials, right? So different platforms like BBB or Homestars, um, you know, uh, House. I know that a lot of contractors hate these types of websites, but the reality is, is that most homeowners view them as authorities within the marketplace, right? And so super important if you've neglected this, maybe take the time to sign up to these websites. You don't have to buy like a membership and go the whole nine yards, but make sure that the profile that you have on these sites actually looks reputable and you organize it like, okay, I know for a fact that we're rated this on here, or that on there, like just log it and understand and know it. So then when you go to a marketing agency or you're going to do a marketing campaign, you say, okay, we have like all of these different credentials that we can use, right? Oh, we're A plus rated on BBB and we're or 95% on Homestars, et cetera, et cetera. So just having awareness of that and all that organized. Yeah, I actually had one more thing to add. Um, just like information congruency on your online presence. Um, so like mm. Google My Business listing primary, you want to have that uh, super decked out, good reviews, good information. So like your phone number, address, all there, um, you know, a good description, all that. But also making sure all that information is congruent across all your social mm -hmm. channels. So Facebook, LinkedIn, House, Homestars, uh, just for... SEO purposes, if you end up running Google ads, it's a good thing to have everything the same. So Google likes the information you're putting out. That's a really good tip. Yeah, it's just like double checking that too. like, all right, is our information across like just the, the, the classic advice is like Google yourself, right? Like Google your company, just look at everything. Okay, is there anything I need to clean up? This all goes under the umbrella of like marketing assets, for sure, right? Um, so next, so let's say that you get all your marketing assets dialed in. The next thing to start to look at is your sales process. So before you turn on marketing, you need to have some kind of sales process in place. Doesn't need to be overly complex, doesn't need to be super fancy, but you need to have some kind of plan um, that's going to be able to catch those leads and basically squeeze the most amount of ROI out of them when you get them, right? And so number one, first thing is, what is your sales process? Like when someone comes to you and says, hey, I would like a kitchen renovation, what does that process look like? Because a lot of people just wing that process and they're going back and forth between calls. They don't really know how to schedule an estimate and like what the process actually looks like. It's, it's unorganized. So if you haven't done that yet, Create a solid sales process from start to, hey, how are you? Like, I'd like a kitchen done to like collecting the payment, signing the agreement and starting the project. What does that look like? You should have a solid understanding of that. The second thing is setting yourself up with a CRM. So a lot of contractors ask me, Matt, what is a CRM? I don't know what a CRM is. A CRM is a customer relationship management tool. And basically what it does is it organizes all of your leads into one place so that you can be organized. Because if somebody tells you, hey, I, I'm really interested in working with you, I want to do this project, but give me a call back in two months. Most contractors are just going to forget about them, 
Like they don't know how to follow up with them. Like they're dealing with so many people that they just forget about them. And most of the time they're just relying on the fact that they're just going to like reach back out and say, hey, like I'm ready. I'm ready now. And especially too, when it's like that person could have reached out via email, they could have texted you, they could have called you, they could have commented on Facebook. Like there's so many areas where they could be messaging you. And if it's not all condensed into one place, you're bound to forget something. Exactly. And so it's super important that you have a CRM set up before you do advertising, because otherwise you're bound to just like, you're going to forget about leads, you're going to be leaving a lot of money on the table. So some of the CRMs uh, that you may have heard about are like Jobber, um, these are some really popular ones. And honestly, I would recommend it. Jobber is very simple. You can definitely use it. Um, and they have a pretty good onboarding training as well. Um, for clients that we're working with who don't have any experience with the CRM and they just want to get started, there's a really good free one that we recommend. It's called Begin by Zoho. And you can set yourself up with it. Um, in fact, like I have a little training. So if you want to reach out to me on Facebook and just DM me, um, Matt Tebow, I can send you a training on just how to structure your CRM in Zoho. Um, so then you're just like you have clarity on how to use that. Doesn't really matter, to be honest, what software you use. A lot of guys obsess over the exact software, but really the gist of it is just have some system set up to capture those leads and plop them in there. So then when someone says, hey, reach out to me in a couple months, you can put them in there with a note and just like schedule a reminder saying, reach out to this person. Right? Yeah, you, you compartmentalize the leads into specific parts of the sales process. So you know how to accurately follow up with those leads specifically at any given time. Exactly. And not just follow up with them, but also like, where are they coming from? Was it Facebook? Was it Google? Was it you know what I mean? Yeah, that ties back into our original thing where it's like, you know, tracking your revenue and, and where you're making your money. Maybe you advertised both on Facebook and Google, and if you didn't track it at all in terms of where the leads were coming from, you'd be like, oh, yeah, my advertising worked. But maybe Facebook didn't work at all for you, mm -hmm. and Google was crushing it. And if you didn't know that based on you know, your, either your CRM or your uh, accounting, you might just waste money next year. Yeah. So if you don't have a CRM set up, this is definitely not something to sleep on. Like, Don't do marketing without a CRM. Have it set up. Have it there. Over the holidays, get yourself familiar with it, spend a little time, learn to use it. You can have, have it so that there's like an app on your phone. So then like on the fly, you can put people in. So super important to have a CRM set up. Again, check out Jobber or check out Begin by Zoho. There's so many of them. Um, but the gist of it is to use one for sure. Next thing is getting comfortable with setting appointments, learning that process and what that looks like. Again, we have a script. I'll give it to you for free. It's called a discovery call script. And literally what it is, is it's a series of questions to ask someone if you do a call with them and they're interested in doing work with you. So if someone reaches out to you, a lead or something and says, hey, I want this, this is a series of questions to ask before you even meet with them and do the estimate on making sure that they're qualified, on understanding the scope of the project, understanding their needs and desires, their problems, their pain points. So then you can create a solution that's going to accurately um, like fix the problem that they want and be able to be like the solution that they're looking for, right? Yeah, and something important with that is you're not pre-qualifying when leads come in because a lot mm -hmm. of the time we see contractors get these leads and maybe if they don't have that process down, they just pre-qualify. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't think this one's going to be a right fit. I don't even waste my time calling them. When in reality, a call is like, you know, five, 10 minutes just to figure out if they're the right fit and how you can help them. 
Um, but yeah, like you always want to call every lead pretty much, mm -hmm. call them a bunch, and then do that with the sales, with the scripting mm -hmm. or the appointment setting. Just a little, like just about that over qualifying there. So um, I was chatting with our friend Brian Diamond uh, a little bit ago, and he was telling me that most contractors all over qualify the heck out of their prospects and they're leaving a lot of money on the table. And he was like, Case, in, like, here is an example. He was like, we have a home uh, that we're looking to do an addition on. And he said, and um, my wife was like under the impression that the addition was going, I, I can't remember what he said, that she was under the impression the addition was going to cost like $125,000. Like she just had that price in her head of like, that's probably what it's going to cost. And then she came to Brian was like, yeah, so like, I'm thinking it's probably going to be around this range. Like, what do you think? And he was like, oh, no, it's not going to cost that. It's going to be like $300,000, babe. Like, this is going to yeah. be like, we're, we're basically making a whole other house on the back. Like, there's going to be foundation. There's all this stuff involved. Like, that's not going to be that price. And he told me, he said, that moment was when he realized that the same exact thing is happening to contractors where someone in their head is like, okay, a kitchen renovation is going to be 15 grand. Like they just, they heard it about it on Google or whatever. And then they go to a contractor and the contractor asks them, what is your budget? Yeah. And, and then they <laughs> say, oh, I'm thinking about 15 grand. And then the contractor will be like, oh, disqualified. Like, can't work with you. Like we only do $40,000 plus whatever. And so Brian was talking about the importance of like in that moment being like, hey, what makes you believe that it would be 15 grand? Like dig deeper. You yeah, know? like it, yeah. It, you, you will waste some time calling people that are actually at 15 grand mm -hmm. and you'll never be able to help them. But the benefits you gain from the odd people that maybe think it's 15 grand but could spend up to 100 like Matt's saying, that's where you make your money. And it, it just takes five, 10 minutes to initially talk to them mm -hmm. to kind of gauge where they're at. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just a quick call. It, it's nothing like you're not going out to do an estimate with these people unless they fit your criteria, but actually at least talking to them and not just looking at what you got the lead information from, um, makes the world a difference mm -hmm. and so this ties back into this concept of like scripting right like appointment setting sales learning that um another quick story is i had the opportunity to hang out in person with a client that we have he's like a, a friend and a client and uh some of our leads were coming in and i asked him i said hey like can you call that lead right now i want to see how you handle it so that I can kind of like critique you a little bit. And he's like, yeah, for sure. So he calls up a couple of leads. And instantly what I realized is like, wow, he's not he's not digging deep enough with these leads. Like he was like really quickly just being kind of like, okay, what are you looking for? Okay, yeah, like, uh, and they would ask like, oh, like, what's the price? And he would just say the price on the phone. And then they would just be like, okay, I'll think about it, bye. And then gone. And I was like, whoa, like, okay, like, I thought that you were pretty decent at sales. And I think a lot of contractors are like, are like yeah, 90% closing rate, blah, 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 with referrals. But anyway, so I did some appointment setting in front of him, trained him on the script I'm talking about, the discovery call script. And then he starts doing calls after that. And boom, he starts closing, booking. starts he, closing, messaging yeah, the group. Like, He's like, oh, another sale, another yeah, sale. Yeah. We're like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. And it's like he starts booking estimates. He starts meeting up with people and closing from there. Yeah, exactly. So it's um, very, very important to get your scripting right. Um, again, if you want that discovery call script, I can give you that for free as well. Just DM me on Facebook and I'll send you that as well. That's free. Um, anything else about the sales side of things? Um, maybe just like 
a lot of people get like kind of stuck in their ways too. Like it's not a mm. bad thing to like want to change your processes with sales and stuff, especially when you're getting more leads, you want to have it super streamlined because there's going to be way more leads than you're used to. Mm-hmm. So you want to just have a process like boom, boom, boom. And you know, you're doing the right thing every time as opposed to like guessing and, and just kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. Like fumbling leads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So just to close that loop, like, you know, if you're going to do marketing and you really want to prepare for having a great marketing campaign, like make sure your sales process is is dialed in for sure. So moving on here, um, the ideal client, let's talk a little bit about that. So now we've got all of this kind of groundwork set up, you have like a solid sales process, or at least you have a concept of like the sales process. And so now what we need to do is we need to be really clear on like, who do we actually want to reach now with our marketing? Because a lot of contractors will make the mistake of doing like spray and pray method with their marketing, right? Like, hey, we do basements, we do flooring, we do kitchens, we do bathrooms, we'll do roofing, we'll do anything for you if you pay us. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> and so what happens when you do that, a couple different things. But biggest thing that happens is that you dilute your messaging. Because now when you're everything to everyone, you be basically become nothing to no one. And so your messaging is basically just drowning out um, in in the public. And so it's really important to get super clear on who you like to work with and the type of projects you like to take on. For example, if you're a painter and you're looking at your numbers and you're noticing, wow, our primary profit maker is cabinets. We like we have a good process on that. You know, we routinely make good profit on that. Then I would suggest maybe narrowing your focus a little bit when it comes to a marketing campaign on the ideal client. If that's cabinets for like a high end home, then focus a campaign on that. Yeah, go for it. Like, go really hard on that too. And like, we're not saying never do interior work, but like hone that process because that's how you're going to drive the most revenue most consistently. Mm-hmm, yeah. And when it comes to the ideal client, this is also going to tie into like some of your marketing assets because if you are if you go through this whole process that we talked about doing the goals, marketing assets, your sales process and then you get to that point and then you see okay, our ideal client is like high-end basement renovations, but then you look back at all your marketing assets and you realize there's an incongruency there, like all your marketing assets are just small bathrooms or whatever, right? All the pictures and media you have you have to go back through this process again, right? Because if your ideal client is someone that you're trying to reach, but you don't have the marketing assets to attract that person, then you need to go back and hustle basically to get those assets. Maybe you hit up um, someone who you've done a job for that was a basement and you say like, hey, um, we would really appreciate if we could get some pictures of this because we're doing this marketing campaign. Maybe, I don't know, buy them dinner, like be nice. Yeah, whatever. whatever it is. You, maybe you can't get like the before and after pictures, but yeah. you can get something. You can get something. And maybe also, um, you know, maybe you've got like a basement in the pipeline and the person, you and the person are trying to agree on price or something like it's okay to take the L on that and maybe not get paid exactly what you want just so that you can get that project and get that perfect before and after picture for the basement. So then you can go into the new year with that picture to use for your marketing. Yeah. Because I mean, like, you know, using stock images is only going to get you so far. People want to see your authentic work, know what you're doing. Because a lot of the good stock images too, 
they're used by a bunch of different companies. You see the same image, images yeah. all the time on like Facebook and stuff. You're like, okay, I get that. It's a stock image. Yeah, and it's cringy to be honest when you see a contractor like uh, the images with like the hard hat or whatever, and they're like in like the vest or whatever, or, like yeah, yeah. painting. It's just so. <laughs> it's like we know it's a stock image. It's cringy. Um, and so that's what I would say is really important is like dial in the ideal client that you want and then make sure the messaging and the media and everything is congruent to that because what you show pictures, testimonials, et cetera, what you show is what you're going to attract. So if you say that, hey, we want high end jobs, but all, all your pictures are like not good, then you're going to have a tough time doing that. For sure. And also something that too with like the high end jobs then it's even more important to have your process like down packed because these That's people true. that are going to spend a lot of money want like clarity. They need to be followed up with. They need to be taken care of. And if you're kind of like, oh, I don't really know. I'll get back to you or like something like that. Then then they're just going to like move on. Like, they're just not going to work with you. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you need to be the authority, right? Yeah. Um, all right. And then number six. So let's say now at this point, you've got the ideal client. You've got all of the marketing assets. You've got your sales process down. You've got, um, you know, your goals down. Now we need a way to actually disseminate all of this uh, material that we've come up with, all this messaging, right? And what that means is media, right? So this comes down to, you have a couple options when it comes to marketing your contracting business. We would recommend paid advertising and a mix of organic marketing. But what, Matt, would you say are some of the top ones for someone to focus on first? Um, I mean, first, I think you'd want to get like a small online following, just like a little bit, like post some pictures. You, you don't want to run like ads to like a Facebook account with like nothing if you can some avoid proof. it. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of proof. Like, you know, have a couple of reviews, you show some jobs um, and then you could start advertising. Not that you can't advertise right away, like you'll still get leads, um, but people are getting way more diligent with like reputation checking. So, you know, if you're running Google ads and they Google your company and you have one five star review, Versus a company that has 35 star reviews, even if you do better work or you have a better price, maybe I'll just take the one with the five star, like the 35 star reviews because I'm, I'm trusting the job will be done better. Um, so, yeah, getting up the assets in terms of like uh, like a social presence and uh, credentials is definitely recommended first and then jumping into the ads, I'd say. Um, but, yeah, either way is fine kind of. Mm -hmm. And so the the two platforms that we will typically use to be able to help contractors get qualified leads are Facebook and Google. And I would say that if you are kind of in a space where you're trying, you're, you're taking like maybe your first whack at creating a real marketing uh, plan and a real campaign, or maybe that you've like kind of dabbled in the past and you're looking to really take it to that next level, I would say dial in Facebook and Google because essentially facebook and google are opposites of each other and they work really well together and here's why is because google is going to attract really qualified leads but there's going to be less of them come through because we're depending on people to actually like search through google best basement contractor near me etc and so those are going to be very qualified leads but as you go into maybe slower months there's only so many people who are typing in best basement contractor near me like that's a limited amount of people right and so that's where facebook can come in because facebook is going to spit out 
less qualified leads, but there's going to be more of them because we're literally taking an ad and putting in front of them and saying, hey, do you want this thing, right? And so that's why Facebook and Google are really good together because when Google slows down, Facebook can fill up the gaps and then Facebook doesn't necessarily have the quality that Google has. So it's going to be like a good match together. Yeah, Facebook might just require a bit more warming up or they might have a bit of a longer sales cycle. Like Matt said, if, if if they're really not in the market now for like a basement renovation, but you show them that you could do great basement renovations, maybe they reach out and they want to talk to you and then they go into your CRM as a three-month follow-up. Mm-hmm. Whereas Google, it's like, okay, I want basement renovations now because I'm looking for it. Mm-hmm. And maybe share a little bit of like your expertise on like um, for maybe different stages that somebody's at, like what would be better for their marketing plan in terms of Facebook and Google? Like, do you want to share a little bit of that? Yeah, I mean, I would recommend testing both if they can. Um, the smaller budget marketing, I would probably recommend Facebook just because Google is a lot of the time really competitive, especially in the States. You know, people realize that Google is hot leads. So mm-hmm. Sometimes you just can't compete with your budget, and that's okay. Um, Like Facebook, you can kind of get in front of a bunch of people, show what you're good at, and you'll get leads. You might just have to get better at uh, warming up, like warming them up and getting them in your sales process. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I I recommend both. Uh, the The bigger the budget, the more you could test. Yeah. Yeah. And so like Matt was saying, it kind of depends on where you're at with your business. Like, for example, um, we have a lot of clients who do both. And the goal is to start increasing that budget over time so that we can drive down the cost per lead and like scale the company. And then we've got other clients where they're like just getting their feet wet with marketing. And maybe they don't have a bigger budget to do stuff like Google ads. But hey, we can do a Facebook ad campaign, set that up, start driving some qualified leads your way, set you up with a CRM. So your follow up and like, you're just starting to like understand this process. And then over time, you can start, you know, swapping over to uh, sorry, adding Google to your strategy. So you have a more holistic approach. Um, so at this point, like you may be hearing this and being like, okay, like, so part of my marketing strategy is to do Facebook and Google. And you need to ask yourself, like, am I, am I competent in that? Like, if you don't have the confidence or the competence in running those media sources, you've got some options, right? Like you can look on YouTube, um, and like maybe educate yourself on some step-by-step tutorials. We have a great Facebook group. It's called Renovation Contractor Success, where I'm always sharing uh, free resources on Google ads and Facebook ads in there so you can educate yourself. You can also download our book for free. It's um, contractormarketingbook.com. And in there, I talk about Google ads and Facebook ads, and you can learn more in there. Um, But if you're in a space where, okay, maybe I'm too busy Maybe I'm just not a techie guy. Uh, maybe I've tried running ads in the past and I've just realized, okay, I'm going to focus on being a craftsman and being good at what I do. And I just want to learn how to delegate this. Then maybe it's time to look at hiring an expert. Um, we're a little bit biased. You should probably hire us. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, not really. <laughs> we'll crush it for you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would definitely recommend hiring an expert if you're in the situation where you're like, hey, like, I don't want to do this. Um, that's definitely like a good investment of your time. Yeah. I mean, like anybody can run ads, but are they going to run them good? Probably not. It's a big learning curve. It's expensive. Um, and if you want to take the time to do that and you want to have full control of your business, by all means, like like Matt said, there's YouTube videos and, and there's other uh, sources of information that you can learn. But to eliminate the learning curve and almost guarantee better results, you know, it's good to, to at least consult experts on what the best situation for yourself is. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so on that note, um, that brings us to the end of how you can prepare for your marketing plan. But I've got a very special announcement that I want to give to all of you listening right now. So right now, we are doing the, the craziest giveaway that I've ever done. I've never done anything like this. But we're doing a giveaway right now for a free three-month marketing campaign. That's a $7,500 value. And if you've ever gotten a call with us or you're working with us or anything, you know that that is the price that we charge. So I would like to give you the chance to win a free three-month marketing campaign. We'll set up everything for you. We'll run it all for you. You do have to pay the ad spend, but you're getting the management and everything 100% free. So here's how you can enter. All you have to do is go to clientsforcontractors.com. You're going to see a little form there. You can fill out that form, and then you are going to be entered in for your chance to win the contest. We're announcing on December 1st. So if you've been listening to this podcast right now and you're like, hey, I got to get my marketing plan together and all this, you can get the plan and you can get it implemented for free. Yeah, we're looking at a great 2024 for, you know, us and all of our followers and and we want to just help people. And this is a great way to give back to the community. Yeah, 100 percent. And, you know, if you're listening to this right now as well and you enter the giveaway, but you also just want to chat with us immediately, um, highly recommend go to savantmarketingagency.com and book a free strategy call and just talk to us and we can start the conversation at least of how we can get your online marketing strategy in the right place for the new year so you can crush your goals and make 2024 a great year. So guys, I uh, appreciate you listening to this podcast. I hope you got a ton of value. If you loved listening to this and you learned a lot, I would really appreciate if you leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. Um, If you're watching this on YouTube, give us a subscribe. It helps to grow this podcast so we can do more stuff just like this. And uh, I would love to create more episodes for you guys. So leave us a review, subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks again, Matt. Thanks for having me. And uh, guys, have a good one. Take care, guys.